tactic there. Alexander Barkov, another shot for the Cats to win in the seventh round. Barkov, let's go! Hello and welcome to the Palm Tree Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, Noah? I'm doing good. How about you? Not too bad, not too bad. You know, it's... Uh, it was like raining here all last week, so I didn't really do much. And uh, Yeah, we're, get, we're getting the rain in the coming days. Yeah. It's supposed to thunderstorm. Yeah, like th- today it was nice out. and like So I went out hiking this morning and there was tons of people out. Just everywhere. So, I don't know, at least it was, it was good to get out, but, um, yeah. other than that, not really a whole lot going on, um, finished the Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, that was good. Hold on, cut out. Sorry, what'd you say? What did you think? I liked it. Oh, that was interesting. Uh... You know, it was just like something to watch. Like, I'm not a big basketball guy, um, but it was something to watch, and I, I thought it was really well done. Uh, but what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I loved it. Um, I kind of knew what I was getting into because I want to say, like, two weeks before it started airing, I, in the span of probably, I'm going to say two days, but it was probably closer to one day, I binge-watched the entire OJ Made in America series. Okay. Which was, and then the whoever made the the last dance said that they got inspired of doing this long format documentary based off of seeing um, OJ Made in America, which was another ESPN one that focused on OJ Simpson and everything around him. So, I mean, and I loved that. That was the second time I was seeing that. So. You know, I, I knew what to expect, and I knew it was going to be sensational, and it, it really didn't disappoint, in my opinion. Yeah, like, the, the, the one thing I knew, like, going into it was that, because they've had all this footage for a long time, and they only started making this, like, not that long ago, like, putting it all together, mm-hmm. um, and that, like, and that, like, Michael Jordan was, like, worried that he wouldn't come off as that great of a guy in the documentary, um, which I... I, mean, I I'm trying to think, like, why. Like, I think he was just kind of scared that people were not going to embrace his leadership style. But, I mean, in my opinion, at that high of a level, when you're that good, you pretty much get a free pass on whatever leadership style you want. Yeah, like, obviously he's hard on guys, but, you know, you know, he he backed it up with his own work ethic and everything and, you know, won a lot. I liked when he said that there's nothing that he asked players that he wouldn't do. Yeah. You know, so and, and that, and I like that he said, like, I want to win, but I want to win with you guys too, right? Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to do it: is by everyone giving it everything. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought it was really, really well done, um, really interesting, and just something to watch really over the last, like, something to be excited about. Yeah, it was. It was nice that they were also able to get um, uh, David Stern's uh, uh, interviews in as well. But yeah, like they got him in, and they got they had Kobe in it for the the one. Yeah, like it was that's true. It was nice that they were able to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the the big news this week, uh, obviously as it relates to hockey, was um, the NHL moving forward with their twenty four team 
uh, kind of playoff format. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Um, it's intriguing. It's interesting. Uh, I, I, I appreciate the NHL's, um, uh, you know, they, they tried to include as many teams as they could. I like that. Um, while making it as fair as possible for most teams, that there are a few drawbacks that we'll talk about that I don't personally, you know, kind of agree with that I don't think make much sense. Uh, but I think it's a really, really strong proposal that is probably the best best option out there. Yeah, like it seems like it's the best worst option. And, exactly. and, and and it seems like the middle ground of the NHL obviously wants to recoup as much revenue as possible. Um, and to do that, you know, to not have a regular season and just go straight into a playoffs to include as many teams, um, but still keeping it um, competitive. Uh, there are some teams, though, that really get kind of screwed uh, in this format, like Pittsburgh, who's the number five seed uh, in the East. Uh, Carolina, uh, Edmonton, and I guess Nashville, kind of right. So those teams, it's it's kind of tough for them that just miss out on the four uh, buy spots that um, guarantee. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely tough, especially considering I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh and Philadelphia were very close in that race for second in the Metro. Yeah. I don't know how close Edmonton was to, uh, I think it's... Uh, Vegas. Vegas. I don't know how close they were. I want to say it was like a couple points. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it does it does kind of suck from that point of view. It, it was three, three points. Less fair. Yeah. Yeah, to go from being almost guaranteed playoff spots, now they got to kind of play in. Um, but... You know, it, it does make it, it, it is an exciting, you know, I mean, hockey's always exciting, any hockey really, like, I think I think people are, you know, going to be excited about it, like, sure, some people are, you know, skeptical, don't like it, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think everyone's still going to watch, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely 100% excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, and you know, it's something different, too, you know, like, the same playoff format every year, um, you know, to have the opportunity to try something different um, and see how it goes. Why not? Um, but I guess I guess we'll go over, you know, each of the matchups, kind of break them down, uh, see what we like. We'll probably do the Panthers one last. Yeah, let, let, let's do the Panthers one last. Should, should we start out west? Yeah. All right, we'll start out west. We'll go... Uh, Calgary, Winnipeg. Um, who do you like in this series, and why? Um, to be fair, I think this is going to be one of the best, like first play in round series. Yeah, like, what, hands down, two Canadian teams like that. It's going to be, it's going to be. A, I could very, depending on uh, how long the series are, this is either going to go to five games or seven games. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, with this format, like we don't get the Battle of Alberta matchup that everyone wanted, but this is a great, you know, secondary option. Like this, uh, those two I, teams. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to boil down to Winnipeg's defense and how strong they're going to be. 
now that I think everyone's healthy. Yeah. I mean, of course, they don't have Dustin Bufflin, but they didn't have him all season. And so it's it's going to be Winnipeg's defense and Calgary's goaltending. I think those are going to be two major parts of that series. And off the top of my head, I I, I want to see, I, want to, I think Calgary can get the edge over Winnipeg in that series. Yeah, like to me, like I, I think it comes down to, to Connor Hellebuck. And, and if he plays like he did in the regular season, I, I would probably give this one to Winnipeg. Um, but I'm just not sure, you know, in a, a best of five or best of seven series going up against the same team, I'm not sure there's a whole lot Winnipeg's, you know, I don't think Winnipeg's defense will be able to handle uh, the Flames forwards as well as the Flames will be able to handle uh, the Jets forwards. Um, you know, so for me, it, it kind of comes down to Connor Hellebuck and whether he can carry the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I think without a doubt that it's going to be a long and high-scoring series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tons of, you know, really great offensive players in this series. Johnny Gaudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor. Like, it's, it's... Yeah, the list goes on. Yeah, and two really passionate fan bases, too, obviously, you know... It's going to be a neutral site with no fans. Yeah, that's that's a huge part. There's no home ice advantage. The, the only home ice advantage you'd get would be last change. Exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, to me, uh, this one's going to be really close. Um, I think I'm going to give the edge to Calgary, though, in this one. Like, I, I, I kind of think Calgary's a team that maybe underachieved a bit this year based on what they did last year. And Winnipeg's kind of overachieved based on what Connor Hellebuck did. So I see, I'm, I'm going to say Calgary in five for this one. And, and yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Giordano's going to be back. Yeah, which is huge. I mean, yeah, the Flames, the Flames have a great decor already. To have everyone healthy, especially Giordano, it's a big difference maker for them. Um, so it, it'll be a, it'll be a great series without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but I guess, should we move on to the next one? Yep. All right, we got Edmonton and Chicago. Five seed versus the 12 seed. Who do you like in this one? Um, I mean, not even a question. I think the way that Edmonton's played this season, I think they, they should be coming out on top of this nine times out of ten. Credit where credit is due for Chicago and what they've been able to accomplish. And they, they, they really, I, I'm looking here on Sportsnet, Sportsnet said that at, at the end of the uh, season or when everything stopped, the Blackhawks had a 2.6% chance of uh, making it into the, the playoffs. So they, they really kind of catch a break here, um, being allowed into the playoffs, but I think it's only going to be one round for them. Um, Goaltending is going to play a huge part. Uh they, they traded away Robin Leonard. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I just don't think that Chicago is going to be able to hold Edmonton. Yeah, like, I think the way I see, like, so I was looking up, you know, the matchups earlier, and, like, Patrick Kane's a dominant player against Edmonton over the course of his career. Like, he's, like, 40-something points in 20-something games. He's, you know, had unbelievable success against Edmonton. Um, 
And, you know, Chicago has, you know, players like Kane and DeBrinkett um, that can step up and, you know, uh, be kind of game-breaker players for them. Um, but like you, I, I think this is going to be Edmonton. Um, I think Chicago would get a game, so I'm going to say Edmonton in four. I, I agree with that. That that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And well, the interesting thing, too, is... Right, we're talking about, you know, you have all these standings based on the season that's played two months ago and how fresh and how healthy everyone um, is a big difference. Kind of now, like Chicago, you know, if you have some of your D that are banged up, everyone's fully healthy now. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, I think regardless, uh, Edmonton's my pick in this one, especially with their power play. Yeah. uh, Which has just been... Excellent. I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a Connor and Leon, and maybe maybe Kyler's show. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun series too, um, without a doubt. Uh, the next one we got here: Vancouver and Minnesota, seven seed versus the ten seed. Who do you like in this one? Uh, so Vancouver in two games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I hate Minnesota. Uh, I I just don't like that team, um, and I think what, what Vancouver has been able to do so quickly from you know from last season to this season is they're they're dangerous. You, you got to watch out for them, and I I don't even think this series is going to be close. I think it's going to be Vancouver all the way. Um, maybe Minnesota gets a game just because they always manage to, but I mean given. Minnesota's horrible start to the season and um, their track record in the playoffs. I I, I just think it's it's going to be Winnipeg, Vancouver. Uh, yeah, Vancouver. Sorry. Yeah, like to me, like these two teams, like they play very different styles. Like Minnesota is not as fast or dynamic as Vancouver. They play more defensive. Um, probably their real only offensive. You know, game breaking type player would be maybe Kevin Fiala uh, at this point. Uh, <laughs> but like, and like Minnesota's defense is good, but to me, they're just they're not an exciting team. And I think Vancouver with the speed and offense that they have, uh, Quinn Hughes on defense, great goaltending as well. Um, I think it's going to be a sweep for Vancouver in this one. Uh, just just based off of that, I didn't even look up what the season series was between the two. Me neither, honestly. I I, I just you know, it's, uh, I I got it right here. Um, it, they were one one and one. Yeah, so it, even. Um, Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, I see Vancouver taking this one, and good for them. And it also just is like I would just rather see Vancouver as part of it too. Like they're a much more exciting team to me. So I'd rather well, see them do Yeah, well. part of it is I, I just don't think that, you know, Minnesota necessarily deserves to be in the spot. Yeah, as the, as the 10 seed coming in, absolutely. Um, we'll move on to our last matchup. Um, an interesting one. We got Nashville and Arizona. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, I'm going to start off by saying that Arizona is probably the luckiest team in the NHL right now. And that is even considering Ottawa getting number one and number two overall. Um, Arizona would have 
probably not made the playoffs. They were at sixteen percent odds making them at the end of it uh, at the stoppage. Um, I one hundred percent don't think they deserve to be there, and I think this kind of saves uh, John Shaika and that whole organization because they made that huge move to go get Taylor Hall. Yeah, and, you know, I I think that they they really needed this, and I mean. It's up to them to lose, right? It's. I think it's going to be a close series. Uh, I see Nashville just coming out on top, either four or five games. Definitely see Arizona getting one, at least one, sorry. Um, but it, it's it's all in Arizona's hands, in my opinion. Uh, they, they're, they've been blessed to be in this position, and it's up to them to prove that they deserve to be there. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, I, I think uh, looking at Nashville, I mean, Arizona's not a team that scores a whole bunch. They got great goaltending, great defense. Um, but, yeah, going into the playoffs, I'm just not sure who's going to be, you know, the guy for them that's going to score. Is it going to be Castle? Is it going to be Keller? Is it going to be Hall? Um, I'm not really too sure, whereas, uh, you know, Nashville has got some, some really talented players up front. Um, I mean... And I want to see if we're going to get the pre-injury or the post-injury Darcy Kemper. Yeah. I think that's going to be a huge factor in this series. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think goaltending is a huge factor at both ends, too. Like, when you look at Pecorine and Eustisaros, uh Nashville as well, who do they go with? Um, you know, Rene's obviously an older goalie. He's kind of struggled in the playoffs. Saros, smaller goalie, less experienced. So I think that those are, that's probably the biggest factor for me um, is goaltending. But I think I'm going to give the edge to Nashville as well. And I'm going to say Nashville in five. Um, just because I, I, I do think it will be a close series. All right. All right, let's go out east. And let's start off with uh, everyone's favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> uh, facing off against the Columbus Blue Jackets in round one. Um, who do you like in this series? Um, I'm definitely going to be one of the closest series. Uh, I can definitely see this going into to five games. Um, let's remember Columbus from last year. Yeah, right. Coming into the playoffs, uh, they were not, you know, not they were by all means not favorites. They were underdogs. They end up coming out and beating Tampa Bay in four games. Everybody was shocked. And I, I want to see them be able to have this upset. Uh, but that being said, Toronto has a very strong team. It's going to be such a close series, in my opinion. But I, I, I kind of, as much as I hate to say it, but I see Toronto coming out on top just have more firepower on offense, and Columbus' goaltending is going to be a huge part of this series, uh, even though their defense is probably one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, like, to, to me, first like first of all, like just a great job by the Blue Jackets to put themselves in this position where they might have been a play, like they might have been a playoff team, uh, even if it wasn't a 24-team format. Um you know, after losing all the guys they lost in the offseason, that was just, you know, really impressive. Speaks to how well uh, coached they are um, and how well they play as a team. Um, 
it, it's definitely going to be a challenge though against the Leafs, uh, because you know that they have a great team. Um, it, it, it's it's a tough one. I think I think like you, I will also I also think the Leafs, but I think it's gonna I think it is gonna go down to five, um, and it should be it should be a really good series. Um, you know, uh, two really well-rounded teams, so it'll be a lot of fun either way. One hundred percent. Um, but that, to me, yeah, that's definitely one of the matchups I'm most looking forward to, and I think it's one of the matchups too where, uh, you know, the benefit of the I think one of the benefits for the Leafs is that there is no home ice advantage because they don't really have that anyways because it's always so yep. quiet. Uh, in, in the Scotiabank Arena, so that's not really a huge difference maker for the players. They're used to playing with no noise in the in the stands, um, so maybe a bit of an edge there. Um, yeah, but we'll, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Here we got uh, Penguins as the five seed against the Montreal Canadiens, twelve seed out of the East. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Noah? First of all, uh, we'll start off by saying Montreal, at the stoppage, had a 0% chance yeah. of making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> they literally <laughs> defied the odds. Like, there was mathematically no way for them to make it. And they did. They. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of lying because there was probably point zero one or something is why they are in this position, but... Along with Arizona, one of the luckiest teams in to be ex- allowed into the playoffs. Although very unlucky at the same time, because I think Montreal could have really benefited from a lottery pick. Yeah, you know, so there's kind of that. Um, but I think this is going to be a really, really good series. Uh, definitely going to be a five-game series. Uh, most likely. Pittsburgh comes out on top, but I don't know if you saw what Shea Weber said. Is somebody asked him, "Is do you deserve to be in this position?" He said, "No, but we're going to take this opportunity and go as far as we can with it." So I, I think it's a very resilient Canadian team that we're going to see, and it's going to be interesting to see if Romanov plays for them. Yeah, if he's allowed to play. But so. Very interesting, and if he does play, does that burn uh, a year off of, he, of his ELC? Because I mean, if we were in normal playoffs, these games wouldn't count in the ELC. Yeah, my guess is that he won't be allowed to play because he's coming. I wouldn't, yeah, because you don't usually see Russian players uh, coming into the playoffs. Well, because their so, K, their KHL contracts like have not expired usually, right? Um, so they don't come over. Exactly. So I think it's going to be really interesting. And, of course, this brings up the, the whole Denisenko uh, with the Panthers uh, uh, scheme of things. But looking at Pittsburgh and Montreal, um, you know, there, there's one possibility that Montreal wins this, and it, it, it's all in the hands of Carey Price. Yeah, like to me, like just to, like – very impressive for for Montreal, just because everyone had kind of written them off, and they found a way to get into the playoffs. So, you know, it wasn't pretty good for them. Thirty one, thirty one, and nine record. Um, so not great. But 
Um, yeah, I, I like what you said earlier about, you know, they kind of didn't expect to be in this position. So my guess is that their mindset is, well, we're here, we're nothing really to lose, let's just go out and play, right? Like, there's no yeah. nerves, really, there's no nothing, uh, and Carey Price can be that game-breaker for them. Um, the other thing, I just thought of this now, we didn't really talk about it earlier, is that because the AHL season's been canceled, teams will be allowed to carry more players uh, on their roster from, like, uh, from their affiliates. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what either of those teams do um, and what really any of the teams do. Uh, I like Pittsburgh in this one um, just because, you know, they, they had a great record already this year uh, with all the injuries they've had. Um, everyone should be 100%, I'm guessing. Um, Carey Price is always that wild card. You know, there are a lot of people saying, you know, players might not want to go up against, you know, a healthy, fresh Carey Price. And, um, you know, I, I get that kind of mindset. But to me, um, Pittsburgh Penguins, no-brainer. I'm going to take them in four in this matchup. All right. Um, we'll move on to our last one before we get to the Panthers. Um, probably one of the biggest losers in all this. Um, Carolina is the sixth seed versus the New York Rangers. Uh, the 11 seed Carolina being one of only two teams to vote against uh, this format. Um, They're rightfully so. Absolutely. I mean, if I was Carolina, like you, you have the New York Rangers, one of the teams that was playing some really good hockey going into this this stoppage. Um, you know, the record was only five four and one, but Zabanajad was playing well. They have Panarin. Um, you know. Some really good players on their roster. Um, so if I'm Carolina, yeah, I don't love this matchup. Well, here's the thing. So the, the, the Rangers were red hot with Sabanajet off injury and, you know, Kreider signing that extension. And, of course, Artemi Panarin, who I think is probably with Patrick Kane the best left wing in, in the game. Um, here's the thing. In their regular season, Carolina went 0-4 against the Rangers. I remember. I, I've, oh, I think we watched one of those games together. I mean, you know, they yeah. didn't even manage to push them to overtime or anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Rangers were just one of those teams that had Carolina's number all year. Um, so, I, by no means can I blame uh, Carolina for, for voting against this format, but... Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, they got to take it and just kind of give it their best shot. I definitely think it's going to be a five-game series. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's got a really deep team. The big thing, uh, you know, for me is that, like, they went out at the deadline and, and traded uh, for a couple defensemen because they had a couple guys that were hurt, like, uh, like Dougie Hamilton and such. So... Now they're coming in uh, to this playoffs where they have Brady Shea, Jacob Slave, and Jake Gardner, uh, Joel Edmondson, uh, Brett Pesci. Like they have a lot. Like their defense is exceptional right now with everyone healthy. Um, so I think that'll be big for them. Um, they have Vinny Trocheck now, unfortunately. Um, 
But yeah, to me, this is in the East. Other than yeah, this, I'm excited about this series. I, I think I think personally, Carolina is going to take it in five. Yeah, I. I, yeah, it, I, it's going to be one of them in five. For, uh, that's my pick. I mean, I mean, the question is going to be who's going to start in goal for for the Rangers. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to take the Rangers in five because I'm I'm re, I'm thinking about this now. We haven't taken any of the underdogs yet. That's true. So you know, so I'll, I'll take them there. I'll say the Rangers in five, and Carolina's really upset about it. But you know, uh. Yeah, but I guess yeah, we'll move on to our, our last series, um, which is our Florida Panthers matching up against the New York Islanders. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Are you what a series this is going to be? Yeah, New York. The Islanders were one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, they, against the the Panthers, who've been exceptional offensively. Yeah. Um, in the regular season, the Islanders uh, did have the better record against them. Um, you know, so there is uh, that if you you want to look at that. Um, but to me, this is going to be a really close series. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what a healthy, fully rested Sergei Bobrovsky is going to be able to do because he hasn't proven anything whatsoever in Florida so far. No, and, uh, and now, it's, now it's his opportunity. Yeah, and he was very good in the playoffs last year for Columbus. Yeah. Um he was excellent for them. Um, so yeah, can he get a hundred percent healthy and get ready? Um, and if he can do that, yeah, I think the I think the Panthers have a pretty decent shot here of upsetting the Islanders. Um, who, yeah, the Islanders they play with a lot of structure, very defensive team. Um, Good depth all over the place, but they were kind of they were trending downwards a, a little bit as the season kind of went into a stop. Florida was trending upwards a bit, um, so it, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm just I'm just excited to see the Panthers, you know, in this position, which didn't look like it was going to happen really. Um, yeah, after that loss against Toronto at the towards the end, towards the stoppage, you really, you really just kind of went, oh well, well, that, it was fun while it lasted. Maybe we can move up with the lottery. Yeah, I'm, and I'm curious too to see which players they end up putting on the roster from the AHL. Like, could we see, you know, Owen Tippett uh, and some of the other young players uh, find their way into the perhaps even Denisenko. If Russians, these young Russian players are allowed to play, yeah. So it'll be, um, yeah. It's going to be a great series. Two teams that are very different in the way they play and the way they're built. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I, I got to take the Panthers in this one. Me too. I I think it's going to be a five game series though. I, I I'm going to say I'm going to say Panthers in four. Because Sergei Bobrovsky shows up and you know does his thing that he's done for most of his career. Yeah, and this is a rematch of um, I, I completely blank on the year, and I have no idea. Years ago, I'm like 2016. 
Yeah, probably where where the Panthers were high were seated higher, and the Islanders came out on top. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that we could very well see the reverse here. Yeah, which would be awesome. Um, and the other part that is exciting for me is that it set it would set up a second round of Panthers Lightning, um, which I. Yeah. Didn't, which I think would be awesome, just because you know these two teams like they're they're state rivals, but there hasn't really been much of a rivalry between between these two teams. Um, just because they've never like Florida hasn't been you know as good as the Lightning in the last little while, so I would really look forward to that being a series um, and having it be a real battle and kind of igniting that rivalry between these two teams. Yeah, and here's the thing. I, I really think that of all the teams in this um, in this playoff format, that the Panthers have the best secret weapon is the fact that they're they're very much used to playing without any fans. Exactly. Very similar to the Toronto situation, where they're Toronto has fans, but they're quiet. Um, <laughs> It's going to be really interesting to see if that's going to play a factor in these games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because there there are like quite a few teams that really do benefit from having really rowdy um, home arenas. There are a lot of buildings that are tough to go into, um, like the T-Mobile Center in Vegas, um, like Dallas, like Nashville. So to not have that be a factor at all in these playoffs. Um, It'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, how teams adjust that if it if it plays any kind of factor at all. Yeah. Um, what's your thought on the whole round robin situation for seeding for those top four teams in each conference? Um. You know, I get it. Like, cause they want to be fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, that's just the big factor. Um, uh, it'll be interesting for sure because there's, um, you know, if, if you you might not want to be the one seed, right? Like, you know, it, it really uh-huh. does. Like, if you're in the West, would you rather play Calgary or Winnipeg, or would you rather play Vancouver, or Minnesota? So it's it's real tough, and and essentially, his number one seed is going to get home ice advantage for the for the entire uh, playoffs. But home ice advantage really doesn't mean anything. Mean anything? Yeah, you get the changes, which I guess is a little helpful, but not. You know, at the end of the day, if if you really want to match up your lines, it's it's not really going to matter that much. I don't think. Yeah. So I mean, I I like it because I think like I don't mind it. I don't say I like it. I, I don't mind it. It'll be fun. It'll be hockey. Um, it'll get these teams warmed up a bit um, before they kind of get going for the actual uh, playoffs. So for me, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It makes sense. Um, I don't really know of any other option or any other anything else that they would do instead. Mm-hmm. Um. But either way, I mean, it's just exciting to actually have a plan in place right now uh, to come back. 
I think it's yeah. Like it's it's just exciting. Um, I can't wait. I've really missed hockey. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm getting excited looking at the matchups. Um, it's yeah. I guess we don't know when, but it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, in the latest thirty-one thoughts, um, I think Elliot Friedman mentioned something about July for mini training camps. Yeah, like early July, and then by mid July, kind of be in it. Um, I think. Yeah, yeah. He says he says that we won't. There's no chance of seeing anything before July. Yeah, so which means we still have an entire month of this. Exactly, but like. Yeah, I'm excited at least there it seems like there's momentum in it. Um one hundred percent. And definitely still a lot of stuff to figure out, but um yeah, just to really have anything to think about at this point is awesome. I I'm extremely surprised in all of this that the the NHL has come out with this plan whereas you're looking at um, other leagues like the NBA and the MLB that really haven't really come out with anything in terms of um, structure like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the NHL seems to be pushing things. Um, they seem to be leading the pack when it comes to determining a plan. Um, last thought before we go here, Noah. Um, it's likely going to be two hub cities. Um, for this 2014 playoff, uh, which two cities do you see being uh, the host sites for each conference? I mean, as of now, I've heard that. I mean, Edmonton is making an extremely strong push. Yeah, I read their proposal. It was pretty impressive. Like they're they're pushing really hard to have the Western Conference. Yeah, like to- um, which I think it's going to come down to either. Edmonton at this point, or um, or uh, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only the only real hub city I've heard of in 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 the East so far has been Columbus. I had heard Carolina too. So uh, I mean, I I really don't think it's going to matter. That much, yeah, yeah. Like, it, they're they're definitely going to favor states where they allow them, which essentially means you can rule out New York. Even though New York just allowed um, professional players to come back, I think, or at least teams to start practicing. Yeah. Um. I'm 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 actually surprised that I. I I think the Edmonton proposal is going to come down to not what Edmonton has to offer, but what what the Canadian government is going to be willing to um, allow. Yeah, and, and I think the, like the other factors, like if you're a player, where would you rather be? Kind of isolated. Would you rather be in Edmonton or would you rather be in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And Vegas is a little bit flashier, without a doubt. Actually, quite a bit flashier. But Vegas in the summer is really hot. 
and ice quality might be a factor, especially if they're playing a lot of games. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're doing two games a day, let's say, um, that ice might not hold up. And, like, Edmonton's hot in the summer, too, but it's a probably better climate for, for having ice hockey. So, 100%. Um, so, definitely benefits to both. In the East, I have no idea. Like, I, yeah, honestly, it's, it's all up in the area of the East. Yeah, like, I think... If, if, yeah, if I had to pick two places that I think would be really good would be probably Carolina or Columbus would be the two. Um, without a doubt. I have no idea what their their COVID case numbers are like. or I've never been to either place, but... No, me neither. Um, I mean, the only other thing is I know Florida hmm. is being very um, open with professional teams and leagues. So could we see them come out as a dark horse in the East? Maybe. But it's, I really have no idea. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I guess we'll. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out eventually. The, the other thing is going to be what other leagues are are, are going to be doing because I, I know NBA has thought of Vegas as well. They've thought of Vegas and they've thought of uh, Orlando. Dis- yeah, Orlando Disney, which yeah. you know, um, is in the state of Florida. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm, you know, I'm curious to know how much. Uh, they talk to the NBA and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess that, uh, that does it for, uh, this episode of the podcast. Thank you to everyone tuning in and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and we'll see you guys then.